We're all nerds in our own right. Some people are nerds about cars, food, stocks, movies, and so on. Alex Nix and Chris Wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the 11th episode of the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. Alex Nix here, joined by Chris Wilson, as always. And today we're going to be talking some more NBA playoff action. Uh, now, it's been a while since our last NBA episode. It's been about a week and a couple days. Um, and a lot has changed in the NBA uh, in regards to playing and not playing. Before we get into the games, uh, we we would feel remiss if we didn't bring up the protest that the players had on uh, through went on Wednesday through Friday those three days. Uh, the social the social justice protests. Uh, I'm happy they did it. I'm also happy that they decided to keep the season going. Uh, something needed to be done by a large entity of people who have a lot of influence, and NBA players certainly have that. A lot of people were upset about it, but you know, there's always going to be people upset about something. So, yeah, I'm just ready to to talk more basketball. Yeah, like I'm right there with you. You know, there's always going to be people on the wrong side of history, but you know, the NBA players. I thought you know the Bucks starting with them but you know all of them in general you know they made history uh it was a great thing that they did in my opinion um but you know as a fan you know I'm just ready to get back to basketball talk about basketball you know if you guys you know want to want to know my personal beliefs you know you can follow me on my personal social media pages and you know I'm sure you'll you'll get the gist of you yeah. know which side of history I'm on so yeah I mean before we get move on um the last time a player protested in the NBA was the great Bill Russell back in the 60s. Now, that, that just tells you something, that we're still fighting the same fight. Um, yeah, but anyway. Facts. Facts. Moving on. So, the last time we talked about the NBA, none of the first-round series were over yet, except maybe the Raptors and Nets. I believe, I believe the Raptors swept by the time we uh, talked about this last one. But... um. We were talking about the Sixers going down 3-0. We talked about the, the Lakers having bounce-back games. We're just going to go series by series and, and just update and talk about uh, each of those series. Um, so I guess we'll just start off with the Sixers-Celtics. Um, Sixers made a valiant effort in Game 4 to not get swept. They were looking okay. They, they you know, the news or the rumors were that if they lost, they got swept, Brett Brown would be fired. Well, they got swept. Brett Brown was fired. Um, and a, a lot of other front office changes were made, except uh, Elton Brand stayed as, as the GM. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but uh, it's, we'll see. As far as Brett Brown goes, I was ready for him to be gone as a coach. Um, now the day of... The day of his firing, there were a lot of Sixers Twitter accounts just having really nice tributes to all the success he did have after going through those three awful, miserable years of the process. Um, and yeah, it, it, was, it was nice to see how much the players loved him back then. 
you know, the crazy, a crazy tweet or a crazy quote I heard about from Josh Richardson was there wasn't enough accountability. And that's a theme I kept hearing on and on and on with Brett Brown. He didn't, you know, his, his, he didn't make his players accountable and that's not okay. You need your players to be accountable and, and, and they need to know what they're doing. So basketball wise, I'm happy. As yeah, a, as a uh, I just want to butt in though real yeah. quick about the, uh, you know, accountability. Yeah, that's a good point about the coaching staff, but some of that I do feel like has to come down to the star players too. You know, they're going to set the tone of the team. You know, if they're going to hold themselves first, you know, first and foremost accountable, you know, and then they can hold other guys accountable too. So, right. But you do got to think, you got to remember how, how young the Sixers stars are. They're not really veterans. I mean, Joel Embiid is, I guess he's a vet, a vet now, but being at the level he's at, it's been, it's very, very short time and trying to really, really carry the team. Like he didn't have to do that last year. They still had Jimmy Butler, of course, who took a lot of the big shots late. They still had JJ Redick who could space the floor. They still had, of course, Ben Simmons wasn't hurt. He was playing. So all of the pressure was on Embiid this year. Um, This was the first time that he had that. And he, you know, he said that he felt accountable in each loss. He said he had, he needed to do more, but I mean, that just wasn't the case. He was getting 30 just about every game. So, yeah, no, I was really proud of him in the playoffs. But, yeah, um, no, I was just making that point, though, really, because, you know, whoever is the next coach, I'm sure they're going to come in, you know, try to implement, you know, that accountability you're looking for and st- stabilize it. So, you know, it's going to ha- – like, you know, the, those two guys in particular, Ben Simmons and Embiid, um, you know, whoever the coach is, they're going to have to set the tone for the for the whole franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Um it was a very disappointing season for the Sixers throughout the year, having one of the worst away records in the league, but then having the absolute best home record, it just didn't make any sense. Um, you know, the, we all thought this was going to be the revenge year from after losing that heartbreaking loss in Game 7 to Kawhi and the Raptors in the second round last year. We all thought that they would be energized and rejuvenated to really get back get back at it but that just wasn't the case um yeah so enough on the sixers i'm not trying to get too upset (laughs) uh yeah Um, yeah yeah um you know that being said celtics did what they had to do in this series you know they did sure we'll talk about their series that just started with the raptors but um just going back to brett brown just a little bit uh you know i'm rooting for the guy personally just wanted to throw that out there I think he's a solid coach. You know, he went through a lot. Um, you know, his record is not indicative, you know. I think he has a losing record, but like you said, he went through the process. So I feel I feel like they did him, you know, right. You know, they gave him a couple years to, you know, try with the with the talent they had. But, you know, he didn't advance in the team even though got worse actually. Even though the management it kind of played a role in that. Right, the, the talent kept changing each year that they were good. Yeah. The, the talent was different every single year. They didn't allow the young players to really develop before trading them away. And anyway, just... yeah. So yeah, like I said, you know, they I felt like they did right by him. You know, he had a couple years, a couple tries. So yeah, you know, hopefully next coach. You know, I feel like this next coach, if he can't, you know, elevate this team with Simmons and Embiid they're probably going to have to move on from one of those guys. Possibly. But, you know, that's after maybe a couple tries, a couple more tries at this thing with those guys. Yeah. 
you know, those two are going to keep getting better and better too, or at least you hope anyway. You don't hope that Embiid yeah. has hit his ceiling. You know Ben hasn't, but um, yeah. So moving on, the uh, the rest of the Eastern Conference first round series are have finished after the the Magic beat the Bucks in Game One. The Magic go on to win four straight. Like we, you know, we both thought that would, that would happen. We didn't think the Magic were going to get another win in there. Yeah, um, same thing the Magic did last year to Toronto. You yeah. Know. Yeah, the uh, the Raptors had already swept the Nets, and then the the Heat swept the Pacers. So, uh, and then yeah, the Pacers fired uh, Terry McMillan, I think. Or is it? Or is it Nate McMillan? Nate McMillan. I'm sorry. Yeah. S- sorry about that, guys. You know, <laughs> I don't want to get anybody's name wrong. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, which was really odd because shortly, you know, not too long ago, they gave him an extension. They were they were impressed at how well the team was playing this year. I mean, they got the fifth seed. They did better than the Sixers with loaded roster. They got the fifth seed. Like they had. No, they got the fourth. They were actually like they actually. I oh, think yeah, maybe they, off a tiebreaker, or they yeah, might have had one right. game on the Heat. Right. Yeah. So firing your coach. I mean, I know they got swept, but they didn't. I mean, Oladipo was still coming back from his injury, so he wasn't hundred percent. And they didn't have uh, Sabonis, who I Sabonis, think is uh, right. the second best player on the team. Right. Um, and you know, the thing that infuriates me about the Pacers is Miles Turner. He is seven feet, athletic as anything, and he sits on the three-point line. Yeah, I thought he was going to be better than he is. You know, he at this point he he looks like you know nothing more than a role player. Yeah, I don't think he can be like the starting you know center dominant oh, he, piece. He he's could. he's good defensively, but like, he definitely could be that guy if he just got his butt down low. Yeah, talent wise, he could be that guy. You know, I just, I just don't think he has that, like you know, that mentality. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the so the second round of the of the East, we got uh, Bucks Heat and then Raptors Celtics. The Raptors Celtics series is going to be fun to watch. Not so first much. First game wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The first game was just played what uh, today, I believe. Yeah, earlier um, today. And the Celtics won by 18. It was a blowout for pretty sure the entire thing. Um, yeah. We'll um, see. We'll see. We'll see how the Raptors respond. I'm sure they're going to respond pretty pretty well. Uh, yeah, and then the, the Heat Bucks. I mean, I don't see much of a matchup there for the Heat. I mean, Giannis and Jimmy will be fun to watch against going against each other, but the Bucks just their defense is too good, and Jimmy Butler isn't a guy that's going to score fifty to to carry a team to a win. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be like as shocked as you if the Heat, you know, made this a series, made it competitive. Chris Middleton, you know, we've talked about him. He he looked a little bit better some of these games, but you know, he's still going long stretches without buckets. Um, he's, he's been, he's been pretty, pretty tough to watch out there. So, you know, if he doesn't get going, you know, I could definitely see this heat team, you know, they got some firepower. Um, you know, uh, if the heat can just keep me honest out of the paint, you know, I know that's easier said than done. You know, I'm not saying they have to like completely stop him, but if they can just slow him down, you know, force him to shoot a couple more jumpers than he, than he wants to, or, you know, that, then I would like him to see, 
shooting. I think they could, you know, compete in this series. Jimmy Butler is tough. Uh, Bam Adebayo is going to have to step up big time. He's going to have to uh, be better than Brook Lopez. He should be able to. I think he's a better player, but he's going to have to show up, you know. Um, Goran Dragic has been looking good. He's a good veteran for the team, solid point guard who's been, you know, distributing the ball, getting getting guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson in there. You know, I think they have the firepower offensively. You know, this Bucks team, I if Chris Middleton's not hitting, you know, I'm I'll take my chances with some of these guys. You know, Eric Bledsoe shooting, you know, um, you know, Brooke Lopez can knock him down, but you know, if he's gonna if we're gonna be relying on him and some of these other guys whose names are escaping me right now, I, I'll live with it, you know. So I think the Heat actually do have a have a decent chance here. Oh yeah, you know, I, don't, Chris Middleton. I don't think it's going to be. I think it, I think it'll be a competitive series. I just don't know that the Heat will be able to beat the Bucks four games out of seven. Um, I just think it's it's possible. It's, yeah, yeah possible. it's possible, especially if Duncan Robinson goes off like he did the, the one game against the the Pacers. That boy can shoot. Again. Um but yeah. It'll be up to Giannis and Chris Middleton, like you say. Period. Yeah, I mean I already know what I'm gonna get out of Giannis. He's gonna be sensational as always. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh moving on. So the Lakers uh, ended up beating the Trailblazers in five games. Game five was uh last yesterday evening. Um, you know, Anthony Davis looked dominant. Again, uh, LeBron looked also looked dominant. Those two, <laughs> LeBron had 36, 10, and 10 in 34 minutes, and Anthony Davis had 43 with nine rebounds and four assists in 36 minutes. I mean, what team has a chance if those two are going to do that? I don't know if any team has a chance if those two are going to go crazy like that. Um, yeah, Trebles definitely didn't have a chance. You know, yeah. no, Damian Lillard out. I was surprised. I mean, they didn't really have a chance before that, honestly. Especially since Dame was out. But I was a little surprised. I thought it was going to be a blowout from the beginning. But I was a little surprised. I checked in on it. Uh, in the second quarter, the Trailblazers were actually winning. I was like, oh, okay. But then, you know, basketball is a game of runs. And Lakers went on their run. And they never looked back. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Trailblazers just. Yeah, it was tough sledding for them. You know, they stole that first game. Right. You know, it was looking good. You know, Dame Lillard was a bubble MVP going into the series. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when you're talking about, you know, an all-time great like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you know, there's not much you can do. Yeah. Shout-out to, to old head Carmelo Anthony with 27 points yesterday, looking like his old self a little bit. Um, yeah, I, f- I feel good about him. He actually got some good redemption in the bowl. Yeah, for sure. I was – yeah, I was so happy to see him go crazy. I mean, 27 isn't going crazy, but it was, you know, a really solid performance from him, and he just looked great. CJ McCollum was trying to carry them, and he, you know, he had 36. They just, they were just outmatched, period. Yeah, and he was on a broken back, too, you know, I'm sure. Slowed him down. Just, you know, couldn't really tell. He was still balling, but. Yeah, he played 46 out of 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Given all I got. So, yeah. CJ McCollum, t- kudos to you. Yeah, tough, just, tough sledding for them. It was, it was a fun ride watching the Blazers get in get in the playoffs. Uh, but we all knew this was coming. 
Yeah, know. no, I'll remember that Blazers run, you know, to get in the bubble forever, you know, just because of circumstances and everything. Yeah, and all the people that were freaking out after game one, just, can you just go away? <laughs> Myself included. I mean, I, I wasn't <laughs> freaking out. You know, I was still saying the Lakers no. were going to yeah, pull it out. But you know, I, saw I, people, just... I saw people say Blazers in six, Blazers in five. I was like, dude, <laughs> just calm down. All right. Um, yeah, moving on. The uh, other, so we got the the Mavericks and the Clippers, the two and the seven seed. The Clippers just closed that series out today. However, in what was it, game four, Luka Doncic hit one of the best shots you'll ever see in the playoffs. Step back, fade away three, from you know three three to five feet behind the line to win the game. Luka. I said before I needed to see another season of of production like this in order for me to call him a superstar. Well, this playoff series and his performance in the bubble were enough for me to now call him a superstar. Even though he's only in his second season in the league, this kid is going to take over the NBA. I think once LeBron is gone, there's a chance he'll become the best player in the league, maybe even surpass Giannis or whoever whoever's at the top you know in 5 years I think I think Luca will be right up there Yeah I agree you know um you know right after the shot you know I went to social media and I posted you know Luca is going to be a le- I think I said a legend but you know what I meant by that you know he's going to be in my opinion he's going to be an all-time great you know barring injury you know, I've seen enough to to say that you know I was already on the Luca's a superstar bandwagon so I've seen enough, you know, I think, you know, barring injury, like I said, I think he will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I just want to jump out there now because, <laughs> you know, I just, I, you know, he's doing things like, you know, it's only, he's still really young. I think he's what, 21? 20, 21, yeah. 22, yeah. maybe, probably be 22, something. He's, you know, he's still very young. You know, this is his first time in the playoffs. He's making big shots. You know, Porzingis went out missed the last few games. He's been, you know, I th- I'm pretty sure the shot, the game he made the shot, you know, Porzingis went down during that game. Or I think he got scratched right before the game. Yeah, he was either scratched right before or or, or he was battling the injury and, and he got, you know, it just aggravated it and he was done for sure during that yeah. game. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, even that game, Luka carried them to a win, you know, against a, a way better team. You know, the Clippers, again, is, you know, it's the Clippers against Luka Doncic and, you know, the – the rest of the Mavericks, you know, it's not, not even Porzingis. It, it was, you know, he was way overmatched. You know, he willed him to that one win. Looked great. You know, the rest of the games, they, they were down, well, I think, 23 today. Uh, they fought back to make it to six. You know, he, Luka played good again. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't have enough, you know. So, even in that game he's going to be all time great. Yeah. Even in that game four win, they were down by 20 plus and they came back and he hit that shot in overtime. Like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great. He's he's doing incredible things, you know. Now, do you think that he's going to go – he is going to surpass Dirk as the greatest European player of all time? That's that's tough. That's tough because, you know, I feel like Dirk's – that one championship run was just so impressive. You know, all the teams they beat, yeah. you know, to go along with the career of just just getting buckets – and you know, revolutionized in the game in a lot of ways, but you know, Luka, Luka Doncic looks, you know, like another 
another great just like that. You know, For if he the can same get a team too, isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah. Uh, you know, Mark Cuban said that he'd rather have the, the European superstars. You know, I personally don't don't subscribe to that. But hey, he he's finding them. Uh so Luka Doncic, yeah, I think if he gets at least well, he'd have to get two championships, I feel like, in today's game. I feel like, you know, a lot of guys get one. Well, not really. I shouldn't say that. It's really – it's still super hard to get one. But, yeah, you know, and like, you know, Dirk has one, and it was super impressive. So, he'd have to get two, but I think he has the talent that – Yeah. So, I'm gonna I'll, go, I guess I'll go, yeah. I'll take, I'm gonna, I'll take yeah. Duke, Luke. I was going to say I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, I think – Come ten, fifteen years from now, we'll we'll be talking about Luca as the greatest European of all time, as long as he stays healthy, of course. Yeah, um, he might be the best. Of like you know, this era coming up, this post LeBron, he could type be. Of era. He could be. Now, uh, the another series in that Western Conference, we got the um, Jazz and the Nuggets, the three and the six. No, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, three and the six. The six seed, the Utah Jazz, are up three to one after four games. Three to two. Now, right now, the Jazz, the the Nuggets won Game Five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Jumped um, the gun on that one. Yeah, and then they play Game Six tonight, so we'll see what happens with that. But Jamal Murray, I saw a stat today. He's the first player in the in NBA history in the playoffs to have two forty point games back to back and not have a single turnover in each of those games which is crazy. You know, I, we talked about Jamal Murray before after he put up – after game one, um, after he put up 30-plus, I think it was 36. Uh, and then I, I believe in game um, in game four he put up 50. And then and Donovan Mitchell also put up 50. It was just a great matchup. Those two are going to go at it until the series is over. I'm hoping it goes seven games Um because you know that's the the two greatest words in sports are game seven, and I want to see a series go seven games. Because the other series, the Rockets Thunder, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I don't think they're going to seven, but still on this series, I flipped my. You know, we originally both picked the Nuggets. I flipped my my pick to the Jazz after game four simply because Michael Con- Michael Conley came back, and he looked great in his first game in game four. The defense looked really well, played like they were, like, you know, really well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll definitely see what happens. I'm excited to watch this this, this series unfold. Yeah. Um, you know, I I stayed with the Nuggets. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay with them again. You know, just, you know, I still think they have the better roster. Like, I, I think they got a deeper team personally. Um, you know, I'm not as high on some of these Utah guys as other people. You know, Mike Conley, solid, you know, big addition getting him back. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is good. And Rudy Gobert is, you know, dominant on defense. And, you know, he has those games where, you know, if he's rolling to the basket and they're looking for him, he can finish. So, you know, those three guys are great. You know, hopefully, you know, the Nuggets can put a hold on that. Put a stop to it a little bit, you know. Donovan Mitchell is leading the playoffs right now, scoring at thirty-seven point six a game. So, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know he doesn't get that tonight. I'm thinking Jamal Murray 
is going to come to play again. He has to. But I, I mean, I'm expecting a big game out of Jokic tonight. You know, he's they've had these couple extra days off for the rest. I, I'm, you know, I, I've expected more out of him. He hasn't played bad, but you know, if they want to come back and win this series, he's going to have to. You know, I need you know 25, 12, and 10 triple double tonight or something. You know, it's got to be a a big Jokic and Murray night. They're going to have to run that two man game. That that's really all that's been working for them on offense, honestly. So, Jazz, Jazz, uh, you know, I think the Jazz, like, they probably have the advantage tonight, but, you know, Denver has, they have a good chance. So, you know, just rooting for them, really, at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so I'm, I won't be wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for the Nuggets, too. Like I said, I want, a, I want a series to go seven games and great. As a neutral now that the Sixers are out, just, Watching just great back, great teams go back and forth, great players go back and forth, not having any say in it, not having any emotional connection to it is great as a fan of, of just the game itself. So uh, I'll be rooting for the Nuggets too, even though I, I flipped my pick. I, I'm, I won't be too upset if the Nuggets end up winning the series. But, um, yeah, anyway, like I said, we'll yeah. talk about the, the next series in the West. Hey, wait, uh, hold on. Do you give either of these teams a chance to beat the Clippers? No. Okay, yeah. Me <laughs> next, next, next series. <laughs> uh, Thunder Rockets, the last series in the West to, yet to finish. Um, Russell Westbrook hadn't played at all. OKC tied it at, at, in game four at two to two. Like I said, Russell Westbrook didn't play a single minute. She was... Uh, resting that quad, getting getting that healthy. We didn't think that he'd be needed or necessary. Turns out he really wasn't, even though he played a lot of minutes last night. He didn't, didn't have an, an effective game. Um, I believe he only had like seven points. Uh, yeah, he had 24 minutes, seven points, seven assists, seven, six rebounds. So, I mean, the, the assists and the rebounds were there. Um, Scoring-wise, he, you know, just wasn't. James Harden was, was the leading guy in that, again. As usual, as that's what's going to be. If, if they're going to do anything in the playoffs, that's going to be needed. Uh, so, I I don't I don't foresee the the Thunder winning another game in this series. It's been a great showing for, by Chris Paul, showing his class and his leadership. Um, but they they just don't have a good enough roster to beat the Rockets again. Yeah, totally agree. Um, the Thunder. I didn't have them beating the Rockets without Westbrook. So, you know, I think with Westbrook even, like you said, he didn't have a great, great night scoring. Uh, but, you know, with, with him in the lineup, the Rockets really, in my opinion, have no chance to lose to this team. Uh, Russell Westbrook, what he what he adds to this lineup is, you know, his rebounding from the guard spot is, is huge, you know, because they don't really have big men. So that small ball lineup, he's they he's got to get at not, least six, seven boards a game for them not, to be successful. I feel like it's not they don't really have big men. They don't have big men. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so with him back, you know, I I definitely think you know his rebounding is like like he's like the only point guard in the league where I'm like, yeah, you know, his rebounding is huge for this team. Like, but it really is. I feel like you know, although you know, saying that they don't have a chance against the Lakers because. You know, even if they win this series, that's who they're going to play. So <laughs> they don't have any big men. Like, they're not going to stop AD. They're no, not no. going to stop 
Dwight and JaVale from getting <laughs> boards. And and they're not going to stop LeBron from going to the paint. So it's just like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, uh, I, yeah. I mean, so, I understand they're trying new things, but no chance. <laughs> I guess we can just move on to our second round predictions now. Um, yeah. So we can just start with this one. Rockets are going to win this first round series. They're going to play the Lakers. You got the Lakers winning in how many games? I'm going to say five again. You know, I'm, you know, the Rockets probably get hot one game, hit a bunch of threes, you know, and they might even blow them out one game or something crazy. But don't, you know, when it happens, don't get too hype. They're, it's 4-1 for me. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I'd say five or six just because they have James Harden and he can – he has the ability to just go crazy. Even if it is just jacking threes up, you know, he can still hit, you know, a very yeah. good, good percentage of them. That's for sure. So, yeah, uh, Lakers definitely move on to the conference finals. And then we got the, the Clippers playing either the, the Jazz or the Nuggets, whoever wins that series. Um, they won't stand a chance, like we said earlier. I mean, oh, while we're talking about the Clippers, I want to bring up one thing. I meant to mention it before while we talking about the other series. Marcus Morris is I'm now labeling him as a dirty player. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Luka Doncic hurt his ankle in game 3 or 4 or 5. I forget what which game it was. Uh he twisted his ankle really bad. Just a, a classic. I think it was 3. It was Yeah, it was game 3 series. because yeah. right. Cuz he hit that shot on that bum ankle, that's right. Yeah, um, in game 4, yeah. Right. It's just, you know, classic basketball ankle twist. If you play basketball at, at, you know, quite, if you play basketball a lot, it, this has happened to you at least, you know, once, if not multiple times. I know I've done it multiple times. It's not fun. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to walk on. But with that said, in game four or five, Marcus Morris, for some reason, decides to pressure the ball on the inbound. He's, he, Marcus Morris was the main defender on Luka. Marcus Morris goes. He says it's unintentional. You can I highly disagree with that. He knew what he was doing. He puts his he goes and steps on Luca's foot, on his bum foot, on his bum ankle. And and then today he got a flagrant two as Luca was driving. He goes, quote unquote, goes for the ball. But ends up <laughs> like bopping him like pretty good on uh, upside his head. Yeah, he smacked the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he got ejected for that. So, uh, you know, then there were other times when <laughs> there's been other other instances, like there's a clip, a really funny clip, actually, when he played on the Wizards. Justin Anderson on the Knicks was guarding him really close, like at the three-point line. And Marcus Morris had the ball, you know, in the triple threat above his head, like trying to figure out what to do with it. And he didn't like how close Justin Anderson was. So he goes and just hits the ball right on Justin Anderson's face. <laughs> now, <laughs> with those three things, I'm going to call him a dirty player. And you hate to see it. I'm starting to really dislike Marcus Morris. I don't mind the trash talk. If that's what you're going to do, that's what you, you know, KG did it. Get in guys' heads, knock them off their rhythm. That's fine. Mental abuse in the NBA is fine. <laughs> uh but if you're going to start hurting people on purpose, even if you say it's unintentional, you're just saying that. You're not going to admit that you're trying to hurt somebody. But 
I'm going to call him dirty player now. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely, you know, he's not just a downright dirty player. He's definitely borderline at least. So, you know, I'm keep an eye on him. You know, hopefully he stops with that, that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and now turn that it around, he'll fix his reputation. Cause you know, you know, he doesn't have to do that. He, he's he got a pretty solid game. You know, he doesn't, he, does. he doesn't need to resort to that. He's a very, he's a solid defender and he can shoot. And you know, he, if there's a smaller guy on him, he can post them up and be, be efficient. Yeah. Uh, you hate never, to see it. Yeah, and they're going to need him if they're going if they have any chance of beating the Lakers in the conference finals. They're going to need him. Yeah, yeah, definitely for his size and you know his defense and you know like you said, been able to knock down the the open shot. For sure, big piece for them for sure. Yeah. So moving on, uh, back I guess back to the East. We both got I think both got the Bucks moving on, and I'll say five or six again. What you got? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go six. You know, I'm gonna give the Heat two definite games. You know, I even think they might be able to force a game seven, uh, but I don't think they will. Uh, I just give them. I'll give them those two. Like I said, you know, Chris Middleton ain't, ain't been playing so so good. I'll leave it at that. You know, I ain't gonna keep going on the man. But <laughs> so yeah, you know, he. He he'll take a couple, you know. If they, it depends, you know. If they if they come out and win, you know, the first game, you know, maybe go up two one or something like that, you know, I think they could definitely compete for this series. So we'll we'll keep checking in on that one. Yeah, and then the other series, Celtics Raptors. Um, in our in our playoff prediction show, I picked the Raptors to win. Chris picked the Celtics. Game one, like we said, the Celtics obliterated the Raptors. One game. We'll see what happens. I, with the way the Celtics are playing, though, it's looking like the Celtics are going to win. I'm going to stick with the Raptors for now. But right now, it's looking, the Celtics look pretty damn good, especially that man named Jason Tatum. Yeah. You know, I still think this is a six, seven game series. Definitely. Um, today's game, the Raptors just didn't come out too, they didn't come out good at all. Uh, Celtics, you know, shout out to them. Like you said, they've been playing very well. But, you know, I expect the Raptors to bounce back in a big way. Probably even take game two. Uh, I don't think this is going to be easy for the Celtics by any stretch, you know, because, you know, I've been seeing, you know, you know, Celtics nation is, you know, they're pretty, pretty intense about their team. You know, I've been seeing a lot of sweep talk and how they're going to, you know, 4-1, and you know, I don't see that happening, but no, you know, I see maybe six, but I, you know, I had this one going seven all along, so I'm gonna stick with that. You know, Celtics in seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll say seven as well. I'll say Raptors in seven. So with all that said, uh, that was our second second round predictions. Um, next, our next episode is going to be back on the NFL now that we are officially, you know, two weeks away from the first NFL Sunday. Um, we're going to have another AFC prediction show. We're going to talk about the, the rest of the AFC divisions, the, the other two AFC divisions. We're going to have a, a, a division breakdown and prediction for them and possibly uh, two of the NFC divisions. Um, we'll, we'll see exactly what, what we decide, on, uh, decide to do. But, well, you know, so excited the NFL is here. I'm, we're hoping 
COVID stays away. Every, they haven't had any more positive tests in the NFL in the past week. Everybody's good in terms of that. Um, we are seeing more injuries, of course, as always in the NFL preseason. But yeah, so um, as always, thank you for listening. And keep nerding it up.